When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Steeler fans, welcome to Behind the Steel Curtain, Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. I got Paul Yanchek and Joe Frost with me. We're Ohio guys. I like to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. How are you guys doing today? Fine and dandy. We're doing all right. Okay. We're recording a little bit earlier this week than we normally do, and people are listening to this on Saturday, but we're having that Monday hangover after... Uh, a disappointing outing last night. Uh, so we're doing well. And by Saturday, we will have recovered emotionally a little bit better. But, you know, still trying to process everything that happened on Sunday night. Well, they just didn't have their horses. I mean, you know, I hate it every time the Steelers lose. But, you know, no TJ, no Minka. Had a lot of guys. They kept checking the the roster. Who who is number twenty one? Who is fifty? And you know you didn't know who those guys were. So it happens. Paul, any thoughts about? And you have a you have time? a. Huh? He said, "Paul, Paul yeah. your thoughts about last night?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, I missed the I missed the question. Yeah, it oh, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah I. I was enjoying watching us try to salvage that one. I, I don't like that we pulled the Raven strategy and tried to bail ourselves out there in the last 10 minutes. Um, got lucky with Cam's big noggin. Um, still lots to worry about, but 
would have been nice to get that one. I think what made the difference is having all of those holes in the defense that really allowed so many, so many big plays by the chargers, uh, especially that one right at the very end, you know, that, that blown route uh, really was something that would have been covered by Minka if he'd been in. Uh, And so I think it would have been a very different game if we'd have a full defensive compliment, but I was encouraged the fact that we actually were able to put up that number, that high of a a point total by the end of the game. We've played so many games earlier this season where it's been low scoring games. So it's knowing that the offense can actually put it together and score when they need to, even if they're capitalizing off of special teams, even if that's why they're getting it, they're actually putting points on the board and that's a solid thing. And Devin Bush played, so we were effective with playing with the 10 man defense. Right. I mean, that's, you got to count that, factor that in. I mean, we got Devin Bush (laughs) who's just touching people. He thinks it's touch football, (laughs) and it would be great if he tackled people. And and Paul was doing his impression of the great Akira Witherspoon, who every time he's played for the Steelers, gets routinely burned. So Paul was reacting like Akira Witherspoon reacts when a receiver runs right by him to get a big game. So, yeah, Paul's. Paul's doing a good impression there. I'm a grumpy so. Yenzer. Yes. I was, yeah, that, it's like, a tough day. That's You're saying the same thing. That's redundant. <laughs> yes. Well, let's get through it because how can we better unite Stewart Nation than by viciously making fun of the cities, the teams, and everything about the place that we play next? And next week, Stewart fans, we're headed down to Cincinnati. The Again. Queen City to take on the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, they've lost the Bengals earlier this year. And a game that I'm still uh, just grumpy about was they lost last year when the Bengals had, I think, Ryan Fidley as a quarterback. And the Bengals beat the Steelers late in the year in Cincinnati on Monday Night Football game. Uh, we'll talk at the end of the show of why we think the Steelers will win this week. But first of all, let's just start ripping Cincinnati as a whole. Uh, we had five reasons earlier this year. Uh, talked about everything from Icky Woods to Ocho Cinco, the fact the team's cheap, the fact the team doesn't win in the playoffs, uh, the fact that Skyline Chili is the worst food ever invented in the history of the planet. Uh, eating dog poo is probably better than eating um, uh, Skyline what? Chili. Uh, hey, we got. I don't sure. know about that. Uh, <laughs> we we got to be careful on that one. That's uh, yeah. I, that's not something I've personally I, I mean, tried I, out, so I can't really compare the two of them. So I'll leave that to you. I, I'm entitled to one Vince Lombardi is a sad little man type comment. I, I'm using my chip <laughs> right away. It? You use your chip on Skyline Chili? <laughs> yeah. 4.43 to the podcast. We're good to go. Well, Boom. Well, let's first start this out. And, and you know what? Um, in our pre-show meeting, Joe said, what the heck is this? which plays right into the fact why this is one of the things I dislike about Cincinnati. Cincinnati, down here in Cincinnati, they have some uh, mid, probably top 20 college basketball teams, the Cincinnati Bearcats and the Xavier Musketeers. Now, hey, they're two Division One programs. They're both in Cincinnati. What a nice little local rivalry. But that's all they talk about down here. I mean, to Cincinnati people, Cincinnati Xavier basketball is bigger than Ohio State, Michigan, USC, UCLA. I don't know. The North and the South in the Civil War. Um, you know, God and Satan and faith. I mean, you know, they, they, they put a lot of stock into this rivalry. But it's overhyped. I mean, you know, if you're in Cincinnati, great. 
it's like a nice little local rivalry. You know, remember when we were in high school, you know, we had these rivals that we had. It's like a little nice little local high school rivalry, teams playing each other, but it's really not that big of a deal. And like I said earlier, Joe hit the nail on the rock, the head. He's like, what is a Cincinnati Xavier? And I agree. It's not a big rivalry at all. That's Cincinnati's it best be, rivalry. It would, be like, it would be like claiming that Fairview High School versus Rocky River High School mattered to anybody except for the people right. who were at those two schools. It just doesn't matter at all. But that season yeah, where we did go with zero, with only one win, that one win was their homecoming game. And so that was the greatest win that we could walk away with for the season, really. Uh, but it really doesn't matter to anybody else, and we definitely sucked. Yeah, I'm not folding anybody that goes to Cincinnati or Xavier. I mean, hey, they're nice little schools. It's a nice little rivalry, but it's a nice oh, it's little adorable. rivalry. I don't know if you caught um, last weekend uh, ESPN College Game Day was at um, Ohio State doing their little pregame before the Buckeye game, and they mm-hmm. had 21 pilots, Tyler Joseph, the lead singer of 21 Pilots, they're a Columbus band. It was funny. They're asking him about Cincinnati. He's like, oh, they're like our little brothers. You know, and yes, Cincinnati is like the little brother for the rest of Ohio. Uh, I've heard them described as the Kentucky Bengals. It's true. I mean, They're it's a nice little Kentucky. town. Yeah. It's a nice little town, nice little rivalry, but it's one of those things that just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, like the foot fungus on the toe of Ohio. Hmm. <laughs> that was Paul Yanchek, in case certain people wow. hear this podcast. <laughs> but very yeah, good. in case you want to um, add Paul Yanchek. <laughs> yes, that Paul you check. Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. It really wasn't me. It really wasn't me. Right. I see the looks. It would have to be fungus between toes, not just at the bottom of it, because I think most of the time oh, at the bottom of okay. the toe, it just scrapes off onto your sock or whatever. But between the toes is really the the insidious toe fungus. Paul you did not that know that <laughs> when we got up today that we were going to be talking about toe fungus. Yeah, but we were. We pockets. did come on to start know. talking about Cincinnati, so I figured at some point toe right. fungus is going to come into this. Definitely, um, uh, Paul. Joe describes Cincinnati Xavier as a nice little high school rivalry. Um, any other thoughts on Cincinnati Xavier that that college yeah, I mean, pseudo if you're, matchup? It's kind of like you. Know, Spending my whole life in Northeast Ohio, I like Pitt because it's Pittsburgh. I like Penn State because I hate Ohio State. And then I moved to Pittsburgh and find out, oh, no, you can't like both. This is a big rivalry. It's like, well, that's news to the rest of the world, I think. Um, if you're not in Southwest Ohio, I don't think you care about Xavier v. Cincy at all. Yeah, I'm down here in Mississippi, and we get agree. a lot of rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I don't know if anybody else cares as much about it as people here do, but it's the Egg Bowl. Well, it, they fight over an egg. And, and you know, basketball's a nice sport. I'm not going to sit here and start ripping on basketball, but when you look at but college comes, sports, but here it comes. Here it comes basketball. <laughs> it's your turn. Basketball is horrible. Okay, I don't, okay, well, I don't know where we're going. You. I didn't know right. where you were going, but that's where I felt like we were going. <laughs> okay, well, let's say for what it's worth. Nobody knows about basketball in November, December, January, February. 
In March, you start to pay attention when the college, you know, the conference tournaments start happening. In March, we, and I'm putting up my air quotes right here, we pretend to pay attention during March Madness, but we pay attention because people are gambling money. Nobody knows about any of these teams. They're doing research oh, like, college, oh, I think four especially better than 13. Especially are you talking about yeah. especially college basketball? I mean, I think the same is true of, of professional basketball too. And I like watching right, right, uh, I like watching basketball in the spring, but right. there are there are professional basketball teams that I don't know exist because they don't make <laughs> the playoffs. So like you're like, oh well, it's, and, and quite simply, you know, Xavier does not have the, a football the, team. There's the basketball team that's in Tampa or whatever. Like I I don't know. Right. There might be. I have no idea. If they don't make the playoffs and haven't for a long time. Who, who even are they? Uh, the same is true of college basketball teams. If they're not in the, if they're not in March Madness at all, I have no idea who they are. And whoever goes out in the first round, I usually don't know who they are either because I'm not paying attention soon enough to care. Well, well let me say this: I'm going to get in trouble for this because I'm a hot journalist. But Mississippi, Mississippi State Egg Bowl matters a billion times more than a Cincinnati Xavier <laughs> basketball series because we don't give a care about basketball overall. I mean, right. unless you're on that Cincinnati campus or Xavier campus or you're living mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, we don't care about college basketball until we get to March. Until we get to we March. don't. Yeah, but college football is at this stratosphere like the NFL is and like the NBA isn't where Egg Bowl matters. It's a humongous deal. So. It's at least a, All right. Well, SEC I don't want to get any more tweet yeah. thing. You guys oh, yeah. spent you're gonna get 13 him. minutes on, on a topic. So let's move so on. We're to cutting the it at 11. Uh, <laughs> ah, suckers. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Hey, uh, Paul, we'll start with you because you're you live in Pit, the Pittsburgh area now. Um, you look like a amusement park guy. I, I I'm just trying a wild assumption there. You um, look like an amusing yeah. person. Yes, <laughs> a person who enjoys the amusement park. Um, Kennywood, are, are you a Kennywood guy? I've gone a couple times. Um, I think if you're from Pittsburgh, that's like like Geauga Lake if you were from Cleveland. Yeah. Um, oh, if you're yeah. not from Pittsburgh, I wouldn't, necess- yeah, not, I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to come to Kennywood. Um, <laughs> half the rides are always shut down for one reason or another. Um, but yeah, 2019, they oh, opened no. up yeah, uh, Steel Curtain Lake, Ride. Baby. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to lose our Kennywood endorsement now, but or a big sponsorship <laughs> deal. But um, well, well, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, a couple years ago, Kennywood opens up the Steel Curtain roller coaster. Now, let's be honest; we're being transparent, even though we're on a silly show. It's a marketing ploy. It looks good if you can say, "Hey, Steel Curtain roller coaster, Steeler fans will come ride the roller coaster and everything else." Heck yeah. So yeah, the Steel Curtain is a marketing ploy. I'm not going to sit here and say it's anything else. But, you know, in Cincinnati, they have Kings Island. They can't even do a marketing ploy to have a Bengals roller coaster there because Steelers matter. Steeler fans matter. Steeler fans would ride a goofy roller coaster that has the Steel Curtain name on it. I think Kings Island is probably wise. They probably, the Bengals roller coaster would probably collect dust. Who wants to ride a Cincinnati Bengals roller coaster? I would imagine that a Bengals roller coaster would go along pretty well during the regular part of the ride. But once it reaches the end, <laughs> the whole thing just sort of falls apart and the whole thing just sort of falls off cliff 
and <laughs> oh, you yeah. land at the end. It doesn't have an it doesn't loop all the way around, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just not structurally safe. It's not sound. It's not good. Uh, it's not just like so one of the old wooden roller coasters. It's not like one of those where it feels a little unsafe, but it's actually fine. And that's part of the charm. It's just an unsafe ride. It's a little yeah, icky. no, I agree. Any other thoughts? <laughs> yeah, any other thoughts on, on those on the sewage four coaster, Joe or Paul? Well, I mean, I, I, I think for Pittsburgh, I think it shows the just how deep of a football town this is. I mean, there could be a Steelers brand avocado, and suddenly Yinzer Nation's all into avocado toast. Yeah. So I, Yin's into Steeler toast. <laughs> that's <laughs> what they call toast. it. It's Steeler toast now. It's not Steeler toast. <laughs> Still or toast. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I'll have it. All right. Well, we need to go to a commercial break, but stay tuned for the second part of behind the steel curtain.com's Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour. We got more reasons why we dislike Cincinnati. Uh, stay tuned, Brian. <laughs> Silver fans, welcome back to the second part of the Pittsburgh Silver Power Half Hour on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. Uh, we're from Ohio. We've got Joe Frost and Paul Yancheck. How you guys doing? You guys still doing okay? We're still here. Ready okay. for these next three points. Yeah, yeah. Paul had that look of uh, whatever defensive um, – Lyman or whatever defensive player for the Steelers we can make fun of. Uh, was it Derek Tusker, the linebacker? Oh, man. Uh, or, or I'm thinking about Trey Norwood. The look of a Trey Norwood has – he seemed overwhelmed at times last night during the game. And I'm just poking <laughs> fun at some of the Steelers. It'll be okay. Hey, last night was a bad night. You know, better things are to come. We got a big game coming up on – Sunday against the Bengals. And again, we're trying to unify us by coming up with lots of reasons why we dislike Cincinnati and why we think Pittsburgh's a lot uh, better. Um, guys, we're getting in our middle age. We're getting older. I'm feeling it. Um, we got young people around. Have you guys ever been called Boomer? Like you said something old-fashioned and these kids are like, hey, Boomer, why are you talking about this? No. I <laughs> Only facetiously. I hear I've only had it happen <laughs> yeah. where they were they were just being maybe my kids. Yeah. Knew but... that it, yeah, yeah. Okay. By these young whippersnapper kids. <laughs> yeah, they were just doing it as a joke. But I, I think it's a humble brag because I hear Boomer called to me about forty times a day. But maybe maybe I'm just old fashioned. I don't know. But you know, it's you interesting. Like, you want to do away with Halloween? That's why. Oh yes, yes. Check out trying to kill anything fun for Paul Joe and I talk about <laughs> lots of pop culture things, and I just say ridiculous things. That's what I guess that's what I do. Uh, but you know, uh, getting back to boomers, you know, I kind of wonder what's the more trendy city or or the or the city where there's less boomers living in. 
And you know where the first boomer I heard of came from? Cincinnati, the great boomer of Sison. That guy always frustrated me. Um, I, I, why is it with Cincinnati in these crazy names? I can't believe they, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Esiason named their kid Boomer as they were born. I'm sure it was some crazy nickname. But what's with Cincinnati picking up you know, Boomer and Icky and all these other guys? And these are the names they want to go by. It's just not this Ocho Cinco that Chad Johnson picked up. What's with Cincinnati? We, we didn't have Nancy Thigpen, remember. But, that, uh, but Yancey's but, his actual name, right? It was cool. It was yeah. Boomer like Esiason is Norman yeah. Julius Esiason. Norman I don't Julius know where Boomer comes out of that. Norman Julius Yeah, I, I would Esiason. go with Boomer either. But. I would go with Boomer too if my name was Norman <laughs> Julius. The one, the name, the, the football player nickname that has become like a, a television personality, the one that I kind of can't get over would have to be uh, Booger McFarland. I just can't get a, get with <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a grown man who's trying to be taken seriously on national uh, television and whose name is Booger. <laughs> I, I just I, it it strikes me odd every single time, and I want to have more respect for the guy than somebody named Booger. And Anthony Darrell McFarland is a perfectly fine name, I you know. But he played us under what? the nickname Booger, and that's okay. He was great in Revenge of the Nerds, though. That was a that was character. not him. That was, yes. that was a different. <laughs> yes, it was a different Booger. There were multiple Booger out there. Bo- Booger. Well, it, right. If you think about it, if it were Latin. Well, here in broadcasting land, we want to think of like transitions, you know. So, like, you know, the hosts would come on and make their point and say, "Okay, we're going to go to Booger." Now, hey Booger, right. you know how are you? Yeah, or, it's like you know, hey, this very serious issue happening in sports today. What do you think right. about it, Booger? <laughs> or you <laughs> just can't do it. I, can't. I don't mean to pick at you, Booger. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. That's a transition that should never happen. But Boomer is a hey weird Booger. Name, you, but you gained a little weight. No weirder You're a bigger than Booger than you were before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wonder yeah, what Boomer. Sison's doing now. He's, he, on television. he's doing CBS. Is he broadcasting? CBS. Okay. Yeah. Every Sunday. Do you not watch CBS? He does his daily sports update on the radio. Oh, he does? I didn't know that. Yeah, like a little thought of the day kind of thing. He only has I, to think one thing I a day. I think CBS kind of turns older. Job. <laughs> I got to have that job. I have one thought per day. <laughs> and like do that at like 7.30 and be like, whoo. I am done. <laughs> I'm Boomer spent. taking well, well, the rest of the day off, baby. Right. Well, <laughs> well, Boomer gets tired early. He eats his lunch. Supper's at like 4 p.m., you know. So I get up and golf and then think of the thing and then go and say it into a radio microphone and then just yeah. go home. It's great. Boomer has no taste more current than like 1950 in football. You know, it's always this, you know. <laughs> You know, chips for preferences and stuff. Nothing You're like, come on, Boomer. About something more current. Nothing else to do in Cincinnati, <laughs> I guess. You spend the rest yeah, of your day true. eating Skyline Chili. Which yeah, tastes like dog food. I just... <laughs> not the I rest know, of the day. So the rest weird. of the day is reserved for something else. That's... <laughs> yes, yes. After the Skyline. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this. I feel awkward saying this. I mean... 
I'll, I'll you feel awkward I'll saying this? We just got off a conversation. Well, I, I, I won't be transparent. I, I'm, I don't okay. hate Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench is a nice guy. I don't want to make fun of Johnny Bench. But, but you I'm guys gonna. watched the baseball bunch growing up. Yep. You watched it? The base- I don't think I really watched it. Okay. I don't have I that, I don't have that clear memory you. of it. I wasn't a big sports person when I was little. Well, there's a ton of, of old episodes of Baseball Bunch. And the weird thing about the Baseball Bunch, it was nice. They worked with kids. That was good. Uh, I got to see Johnny Bench at like an old-timers game a couple years ago. And that was fun. It was nice seeing him you know, walk to the plate, watch him try to hit and everything. That was all good. But during the Baseball Bunch, it frustrated me because all of the players had to come out in their uniforms. So they would meet these kids at Little League Field, uh, giant bench would say, Hey, here's how you throw it to second. And they'll throw a ball to second, and then they'll do some batting practice. They'll work with them on tips. They'll show some baseball highlights. That's the show. But it seems so weird. You're a host. You don't need to come in on your Cincinnati Reds uniform. It just looked very strange. I don't know. It was a show for what, kids. What kid, the kids see them in street to wear? Clothes, like, who's that guy? Yeah, I want. <laughs> Street clothes. I want like you know, it's so strange because you watch like a you watch baseball players. They're wearing the hat. They're wearing the uniform all the time, and then you see them in other clothes. You're like, I don't know who that is. Who who the (laughs) heck is that guy? Why is he wearing a polo shirt? Why is he wearing a suit? That's not a guy. Uh, He does not play baseball. (laughs) I only recognize him if he wears the hat. Even if they wear suits, they still got to wear the hat. Yeah, like the Superman curl hair. Yeah. Well, I saw a couple minutes of like an old show and they had Dusty Baker on it. Dusty Baker came out in his LA Dodgers jersey. It mm-hmm. just looked weird. I don't know. I, I mean, nothing against Johnny Bench. I, I, Swimsuit competition? Like, what do you. No, khakis. <laughs> no, like khakis. Cool dresser or something. I don't know. You want him to come out See and look him like out uh, his... a manager of a Subways. That's what you want him to look like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's strange, you know? It, I, I the, mean, the polo shirt would at least have to have the logo of the name of the team that he's associated with, though. Because that yeah, helps. I guess. I guess. It's just weird kid, watching him. Multiple times a week yeah. as a kid, we would go to the Indian Stadium. The seventh inning, they'd let us go sit wherever. We'd go outside for autographs. The, the players knew who we were because we were always there. We had the the five by seven pictures of the players. But if a player walked out, no hat on initially, we're like, is that, isn't that, is that, isn't that stupid kids, stupid kids. Kids are dumb. They need to have all of the signs. They can't figure it out. They can get to say, this is a professional baseball player. They could come out wearing a sign that says, I am a professional baseball player. And my name is Johnny bench. They need something. And Johnny Bench is recognized, but I don't know. I'm sure it's probably conceived as weird, and uh, we might get canceled because I'm making fun of the baseball bunch. I'm not. It was a great show. I just here's why I don't like baseball. You've got old dudes managing <laughs> baseball teams, and they're running around in their jerseys and everything. Could you imagine if, like, Mike Tomlin for the Steelers had to wear a Steelers jersey and a helmet as he was coaching? I mean, there used to be a big discussion on. What should NFL coaches wear? Should they wear a three-piece suit or should they wear a sweatshirt like you know Bill Belichick does? Well, at least they're not wearing a uniform like baseball does. I don't know. It's just so it's, it's a soccer strange. manager if you get some shrivelly old guy in his soccer shorts. Yeah. And- 
Yeah, just wear khaki. But, I mean, but I there is something to be said for wearing something that people would recognize you in. You know, like if we watch Bill Belichick in his, you know, Patriots gear, the sweatshirts or the, the jacket or the stocking cap or whatever it is that he's wearing. But then if he shows up somewhere else wearing, I don't know, coveralls like he's a like he would change your oil then you'd be like who is that guy who's wearing coveralls like he's changing oil that's bill belichick like i don't know why he's wearing that yeah, but he you- should be wearing the thing that i would recognize him wearing be helpful for the kids for pete's sake okay so should you wear that throughout his whole life i mean what happens when if he's gonna go somewhere and be recognized for being a professional baseball player then he should probably be wear something baseball related i don't know that's just helpful if you see if you Uh, want steve jobs to show up and speak at your uh you know at your business as like a motivational speaker or whatever if he shows up in bermuda shorts and a hawaiian shirt you're like what that's not who Steve Jobs is. He's got to come in in the black turtleneck. Otherwise, who even is this guy? <laughs> yeah, but, but but at least that's normal wear. It's not like you're wearing a big baseball jersey. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> I'm probably going to get tweets and letters. How dare you spend eight minutes talking about Giant Bench? I don't know. Giant's well, I think if they didn't Bench like us talking about Johnny Bench, they're about to get even more outraged. <laughs> right. And here we go. Bring it Pete on. Pete Rose. Okay. <laughs> Look. I am 46. I think Pete Rose played until I was like nine or 10. And so I saw old wearing down Pete Rose that that's when he started to bet on games as a manager, you know, the old lovable Pete Rose that, you know, defamed himself and everything else. Pete Rose is Cincinnati's best athlete. Okay. Ever. Let's look at Pittsburgh's best athletes. I, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. Mario Lemieux, maybe, you know, with the Penguins. Um, Roberto Clemente, I mean, he died way too young. But what athlete? These guys, I mean, you know, Clemente died as a hero. Mario Lemieux saved the Penguins. Um, You look at Steelers, you know, probably the guy with the most checker pass maybe was Terry Bradshaw. But although he's he's a goofy, silly guy, he's still announcing. He's still in the Hall of Fame, everything else. So we've got these respected leaders, leaders of men, men with, you know, good reputations. Cincinnati, your best athlete of all time, is kicked out of his own sport for gambling on your own team. He's a character for himself. I saw a TV show with um, him. He has, like, a storefront in Vegas. He was signing autographs, and he would just sit there. Hey, you want to come meet me? Pay me 20 bucks for an autograph. Cincinnati, this is your best athlete athlete of all time is at Vegas storefront. What's up with that? I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and judge Pete Rose for what he did or didn't do, but since then, but there's your beacon. There's your legend. <laughs> Look at him now, you know? I, I mean, it's crazy. What are your thoughts on Pete Rose in general? Uh, Go for it, Joe. Oh, I get to go first on this one? We'll we'll show you Twitter feeds. There you go. I don't know. It's difficult. Uh, There's greatness in in Pete Rose and the way that he played the game to start his career. Uh, He made some pretty serious uh, bad decisions and bad judgment toward the end. Uh, And who knows really how long that was going on. 
it really is a, a defamation of his entire sport. So I don't know. It's hard to judge an entire town just by one dude's really, really terrible mistake, especially <laughs> if he was an all-time great who definitely belongs in a in a Hall of Fame. Just because I don't, I don't necessarily feel like a Hall of Fame needs to be a cleaned-up version of what it was that happened. I do believe in it being a historical record and to say this is a guy who did that, and this is a guy who then did this at the end, and so that's why we're not really that comfortable with you know who he was as a whole player his entire career uh but i don't believe that he should be kept out of the hall of fame it's what happened it's the same with the guys with the performance enhancing drugs we can't really know exactly when it started or how many home runs it contributed to or whatever blah 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 but it's a part of the history of what happened in the game during that period and i think you just put it make a room that's specifically for that but it's what happened so uh, as far as being a caricature of himself, I think there are players who did not end their careers in disgrace who are still caricatures of themselves, uh, hawking $20 uh, uh, autographs. And hey, do you want, hey, hey, do you want to come by and meet me? Like that, that whole thing is a little bit sketch anyway. Um, but yeah, it's difficult to then, you know, have that be the representative of your whole town. If you live there now, it was not your choice that Pete Rose was the greatest player that ever came through your city. It's a shame. I mean, and Paul, let me ask hit totals ask aside, I mean, they, they did have Frank Robinson for a while, so I, I, I don't for know if a I while. called Pete Rose. <laughs> for a while, you know, I still think probably in the totality of his career, Pete Rose is tied more tight, tightly to since his well, Cincinnati years. Oh, sure. It, it, and to me, there's no question when you look at – if you want to compare Pittsburgh sports icons or Pittsburgh sports history, Pittsburgh to Cincinnati, Pittsburgh beats up on Cincinnati. You know, more professional teams that have won more titles overall and just uh, consistency. And, again, your legends, look at the reputation and legacies your, le- your legends leave compared to what happened in Cincinnati. You know, I know we're a sewage podcast. We're supposed to say icky stuff like that, but it's true. You know, very true. All right, let, let's close up this. Let's look at Sunday's game. A little bit nervous. I, I'm not sure. And again, remember, we're taping this on Monday. Uh, as of Monday morning, the injury report doesn't look good. Um, I, I still think the sewage can pull out this game. What Cincinnati Bengals team are going to show up? Uh, I saw the end of their game yesterday. And they beat up on a decent Raiders team. But this same team a couple weeks ago got destroyed by a really crappy Browns team. And the Bengals have not looked good at other times. So, you know, Pittsburgh's got to play mistake-free football on offense. And let's get some of these guys healthy on defense. And I think we got a shot of winning. Um, Paul, why do you think Pittsburgh could win on Sunday? Um, well, first of all, I th- Partly because the AFC is just in total chaos. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, anybody can beat anybody, I think. And I think we all had, or at least I had, the Steelers splitting the season, uh, the season with the Bengals. So since we already lost, I think that means we're bound to win. So there's my deep analysis perspective. <laughs> we already because lost. You we do- <laughs> because you picked it, this is what will happen. 
Although I picked them to win earlier and lose later, but we'll just we'll flip that and we'll lose early, win late. Yeah, I still think we've got this narrative in our head that the upcoming schedule is so daunting uh, that we're terrified about what they're going to have to face coming up. And I think it still isn't the daunting, you know, uh, uh, the, the daunting prospect that we think it is because the AFC is in chaos. Uh, anybody is beating anybody from week to week. Everything is much more up in the air. And frankly, I love it. This is the way that it should be. I am bored to death of watching Tom Brady beat up everybody. I am bored to death of watching Patrick Mahomes beat up everybody. This is football. This is watching a game. This is a thousand times more fun. Every week going into the game, you don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. Uh, circumstances beyond everybody control can happen. Somebody can wind up with COVID. Somebody could get an injury or have some off-field nonsense that uh, causes difficulty of being able to participate. You get on the field, somebody's getting hurt in the first play, uh, and there's just constant adjustments that have to be made. That's, while it's nerve-wracking, I'm far more entertained this season than I have been in previous years. This is a lot. And you more know what the results of that's going to be? We, we're going to get a Brady Belichick Super Bowl out of it. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> There's still football to be played. I'm just well, saying. Uh, and if that happens, well, then you know, then they, then I actually feel like they deserve it instead of a steady stream march uh, of inevitability up the hill that nobody can stop them. That's just boring. I don't want to watch it. If that keeps kept, was going to keep happening, I was going to be done with watching football on a regular basis because I just can't take it anymore. It's such a sleeper. But uh, we're talking about this specific game. I feel like this game is must win, um, partially because they dropped to Cincinnati earlier, but in terms of trying to keep the in-conference, in-division uh, uh, record up, they need this win. Uh, if this all gets so much harder if they can't keep the in division uh, record up, so I feel must win. Um, so, uh, so I think there's going to be a mentality and a playing the game that way, which I'm excited for. Uh, I think there's deficiencies on the on the defensive side. There's no way we're getting everybody back in time to be able to contribute the way that we would need them for what how we were winning earlier this season. Uh, so I think we're going to have to find a new way of doing it. Um, I like the fact that with Claypool back in and uh, Johnson catching the ball more consistently, that the downfield is a little more wide open now, which again, if it can be combined with a consistent run, opens up a lot of possibilities. So I, I really want to see that consistent downfield pressure open up more things for Najee as long as he's not getting concussions and not uh, having the, the flags thrown about it. If they actually throw a flag for, you know, illegal activity, that'd be dope. Um, so with, with all of that stuff happening on the offensive side, I'm excited that we're going to be able to score enough points to keep up with Cincinnati I'm a little nervous about what's happening on the defense right now, but now that's that has overtaken the concerns I've had about the offensive line. <laughs> the offensive line is holding and doing what it needs to do in order for downfield action and the run. So uh, I'm 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 praying that the holes in the defense uh, we find a way of of blocking some of those up. 
Yeah, like you guys have said, I mean, some team in the UFC needs to get hot. I I think right now New England's probably the hottest team in the UFC. I'm not sure if they're going to keep that up for a whole season with a rookie quarterback. But, you know, it could even be a team you don't expect, like Cincinnati, or I hate to say it, maybe even Cleveland, if they can get their ship in order. I mean, it's going to take some team to get hot in the UFC. And I think it could even be Pittsburgh. Seriously, to get healthy. And like Joe said, I'm not sure – if the health's going to completely get there, but it's a wide open season right now. You're I don't know about, I don't know about the, the health this week. I think the health overall in weeks to come, I think will will get better, right. but I'm not sure well, if we're going to be there for, for that to at this point when you're listening to us tomorrow. Right. And I think the other hard thing is like right now they're, they're just a step outside of the playoffs and you know, Joe's right. It becomes a big, must win because if you don't start winning, that rage within margin that there is right now for the Steelers in the playoffs could get a lot broader if you can't write to ship and get winning. So, and this is a winnable game. I know the history recently against the Bengals haven't been promising, but yeah, I got faith. We'll see what happens. Um, thank you for checking our show. Um, we appreciate the kind words that we've received, uh, the promotion that we've received from other behind the steel curtain. Uh, podcasters, we need your help. Um, if you like what we're doing, share us. Share us with your friends. If you're like, my goodness, this sucks, share us anyway. We, we want to hear from you. And um, thanks for checking us out to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. Uh, we'll be back on next week uh, as the Steelers. Who do the Steelers have next after Cincinnati? We have Vike. Uh... Ravens. Yeah. Oh, Ravens, right? Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots to say about Baltimore. My goodness. We have a 10-hour show. Uh, there's lots of icky things yes. about Baltimore and the Ravens that we could talk about. Hey, um, and also, too, check out, uh, if you like hearing me, um, Joe, and Paul be goofy, um, check out our podcast on the Ohio one. Uh, we we kind of delve a little bit more into pop culture stuff, and we have a lot of fun doing it. So check it out. All right. Well, thanks for checking out our show. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, Have a good one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 